Welcome to the Empowered You Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Espino, a former licensed social worker turned spiritual empowerment coach and transformational speaker. And I am on a mission to help you rediscover who you truly are on a soul level so you can create the life you truly desire and make the impact that only you were born to make. This unfiltered podcast is your weekly Espino Espresso shot of empowerment, information, strategies, incredible guests, fun, and so much more all geared towards helping you believe with pure conviction that you are more than enough and have the power and abilities within you to make your dreams and desires a reality. Because let me tell you, sunshine, the world needs you. Now let's get this party started. Welcome back, Sunshines, to another episode of the Empowered You Podcast. Bow, bow, bow. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sunshines, you know I keep it real, and I have to be honest with you, I have re-recorded this intro. I can't even tell you how many times, because today's guest is so incredibly special to me. She has such a special place in my heart, and I wanted it to just be perfect. And you know when you just put too much pressure on yourself? I just kept feeling like, no, this is not good enough. This is not good enough. And I just figured, you know what? I release it. This is the intro for our guest today. So without further ado, I can't wait to introduce to you Carrie Cardozo. She's a business psychic and she literally can do everything you can think of, she can do. She is so amazing and she's so instrumental on my journey and on my path. And I've actually talked about Carrie in episode three where I tell you about my story and she was the coach not just the coach, the coach that I needed to work with. And I shared with you all that it was a six month commitment and I only had enough money for maybe a month and a half. And she, long story short, she took me on and I ended up working with her for a full on year and I've gone to her retreats and her workshops. And it was a total game changer before working with Carrie. I had my business for at least eight months and I had, I worked with zero clients. I made no money. It was definitely stagnant. And then while working with Carrie, all of a sudden I started to get clients and work with people and my business started expanding and it's only because of the healing work I did with Carrie the guidance the coaching she's absolutely incredible she is such an, an excellent teacher and I feel that's what really drew me to her because it's one of those things where you know when the student is ready the teacher appears yeah that was Carrie for me I remember watching her first ever live stream on Facebook and I typed in the comments girl crush and I knew in that moment I need to work with her like I must work with her and when the opportunity arose I leaped and I'm so internally incredibly grateful for Carrie because I'm telling you sunshines I would have never left my day job in 2018 if I didn't do the healing work and the coaching and the guidance with Carrie for a full on year before I left my day job. It was her ability to really hold space for me and really help believe in me before my belief within myself. It, it really saved me. And I'm so incredibly grateful to be on this journey. And I know it's filled with ups and downs and entrepreneurship is not for everyone. And honestly, if I didn't have this purpose is within me, I wouldn't be doing it either. You know, like uh, entrepreneurship never really enticed me. I was never, ever interested in it. However, I know I don't want to be tied back in what I have to offer to people. And I didn't want to be held back. And I wanted like a freedom of expression. So I ended up doing, you know, starting my own business. And I'm so incredibly grateful for Carrie because I would never, I wouldn't be the woman I am right now. And I wouldn't have the retreats and the podcasts and the, and this, the, clients I work with without her mentorship and her guidance. And she's just so incredible. And I've been wanting to have her on the show. I just wanted it to be the most perfect episode, the episode that was just right on time. And I'm telling you, Sunshines, this episode is so perfectly divine. The timing is just so perfect. And Carrie really shares with us how to make sense of what's going on right now in the world energetically and spiritually and she helps us with a bunch of tools to help us navigate through this time she also shares her story and how powerful it was and she's just so incredible it was such an honor and privilege to interview her because really she channels and she just takes it away and it was just so incredible and the energy was so fire that the connection was going in and out in certain parts but this the gems and the wisdom that was dropped in this episode was too powerful so i could not 
you know, re-record this episode or I couldn't not post this episode because I'm telling you, it's everything you didn't even know you needed. So definitely be open to receive, allow yourself to receive the guidance and the wisdom that is being shared in this episode. And please connect with Carrie. She also, she offers a heart chakra meditation, which is in the show notes and definitely carries one of those teachers, one of those mentors that you definitely want in your circle, whether it's online or if you want to work with her, check her out. She has a Facebook group, she has memberships, you know, awesome services and just definitely follow your intuition. I'm so happy that you're here. There's not, it's not a coincidence that you found this episode, that you found Empowered You Podcast. I'm so happy that you're here, that you're alive. And let's get this party started in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, Carrie, to the Empowered You Podcast. Uh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Carrie, you don't even understand. Yes. I've been wanting to have you on the show for like the longest time, but I wanted it to be the right, like the perfect episode. Aww. And yeah, and after our last session, which was last week together, mm -hmm. I was like, OMG, people need to hear what you have to say. So I'm so excited that you're on the call. Oh, I'm honored that you asked me. And I remember the first time I listened to your podcast, I listened to the introduction. I was like, oh my God, this woman has found her calling. And she finally did it. Cause I remember we, we talked about your podcast for a long time. So the, I'm so excited and honored to be on here with you. So. Thank you so much. And that means a lot to me because I spent four hours on that intro. <laughs> so whenever someone gives me a compliment on the intro, I'm like, thank you so much. Yeah. I just remember when I listened to it, I was like, wow, this sounds professional. Like it sounded amazing. Amazing. Not that you're not professional and stuff, but it was just like different level. It was different Thank level. you. Thank you so much. So can you tell the listeners like what you're doing right now currently? Like in life? Sure. Yeah. So um, right now I'm working with um, a lot of entrepreneurs and helping them to just reestablish who they are because there's a lot of new energy that's been coming in. And for me, I see that as an incredibly important aspect for us to not ignore and to give extra attention to. So I'm always working with entrepreneurs and, and I work with a small group of people um, just on healing specifically, but I'm really, I've really been tailoring my business to helping people to align with the new energy that's coming in to help them to understand what shifts are happening with inside their life and to really show up in their business, leading with impact and leading with who they are like uniquely them, because I do feel that there could be, you know, there's so, I know so many and I create, you help to create so many psychic business coaches, but we're all so different. And being able to find that uniqueness about you is what allows you to best impact the people you're meant to serve. Mm -hmm. And so that's a lot of what I'm focusing on right now, aside from, you know, other stuff that I'm building and expanding my business. It's been very much a foundation building year for me, which mm -hmm. I think ultimately has been for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's so true what you're saying. I remember before working with you, I had a coach that it was just very how to, like it made her successful. So she thought if, if I, if she gave me the blueprint and I did that, that I was going to be successful. And as you know, and the listeners that did not work for me. So once I started working with you, I recognized, first of all, there was so much healing I had to do, which made a lot of sense why my business yeah. was going nowhere, but also because I was trying to mold and mold myself into something that wasn't authentically me. And yeah. I love that you really brought that out of me to really be like, it's okay, just be you. And that's more than enough. You know? Yeah. And, and we so often, we don't think of that because we see our, we don't see ourselves the way that other people have the ability to see us. We don't acknowledge so much of what we can do. And we look at somebody else and we think we want what they have. So when I work with people or teach people, even when I'm teaching them to do psychic stuff and healing stuff, I don't teach them what I do. I teach them what I know and what they're meant to do. So I won't say, this is exactly how I do it. You have to do it this way too. We lean into what is the best way for them to work with energy? What's the best way for them to get psychic information? What's the best way for them to grow their business and connect on an audience? Because otherwise you're just doing what I would be doing and it's not meant for you. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's the most powerful way you can do anything is what feels right for you. Yeah. Amen to that. Totally. So can you let us know, I love all about your stories, your power. So can you, yes. cause I know, and I, I know a lot of people, they tend to compare themselves to you and, and it's like, you guys don't, you weren't there when she got here. There's so much more to your story. It's not like overnight yeah. you're like this, have this empire and you're, you know, yeah. so can you share with us a little bit about your story? 
Yeah. So um, I've been psychic my entire life. I just didn't know it. I, I wasn't aware. Like I knew what I could do in the sense that when I could, I'm a truth seer. So when somebody talks, I hear what they say, but I can actually see what they really mean and what's underneath it. And I have my entire life. Also, I've seen um, dead people. I, there was, um, there's a ghost who lives in my mom's house. She knows this, so it's not like, but yeah, it's always there. And, um, and maybe like people don't want to know that, but she's there. She's harmless. And I used to see her as a child and I would say to my mom, but the lady in the attic, she came down last night and my mom would just be like, okay, go back to bed. Like she just played it off as if I was having dreams because I think she really thought I was just daydreaming or, or had a really crazy imagination, mm -hmm. but I would see spirits and, and people have passed. And so, but I thought everybody did because my parents didn't make a big deal out of it. They would be like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, like they just, they just acknowledged what I said and moved on. So I kind of ignored it for a really long time and I would just know certain things. And even when I, I worked, uh, I worked full time and my boss would ask me things and I would just have answers that like maybe I shouldn't have had answers to. And we kind of all just went with it. Nobody thought anything different. Um, I saw my children, all of my children before I had them. I knew what they were. I knew their names. Um, when I remember I was breastfeeding my son, who's my middle child and my youngest uh, wasn't born yet, but she was just always there, always jumping around. And I knew she kept telling me what her name was. And I wasn't like acknowledging what I could do. I was just like, all right, that's weird. Why do I keep seeing a little girl and just would move on. I ignored all of it. Wow. So then, um, six years ago, I lost my fiance. Um, he passed away and it totally rocked my world. It shook me to my core. Mm -hmm. And before that, I didn't really have any strong beliefs. I was not religious. I was not spiritual. I just kind of like was, just was like, I knew what I believed in, but I was very much in the physical world in the material world, meaning that you, you know, you show up and you just do what's in front of you. You, you trust your instincts. You just keep moving forward. I didn't really think past what was going on in my life. And when he died, I needed to know that life didn't just stop. I needed to know that he just didn't disappear and that he was still there. And I went on this crazy spiritual journey, like, and not crazy in the sense that I was obsessed with it, but I made it my mission to figure out what happened to him. And very, very quickly, people were brought into my awareness who I needed. And, and I really do believe that. I believe that when you're ready, the time presents itself and the people show up who you're meant to connect with. And it literally worked out perfect. Um, the very first woman I connected with on a spiritual level, she was a shaman. And the only time she had open was a Tuesday. And I kept saying to her, I don't do Tuesdays. Tuesdays were my crazy days in, at work. And she's like, but this is the only day I have available for months. Would you like it? And all of a sudden I was like, wait a second, why am I saying no to a day? But it had been in my head. Well, it ended up being um, my fiance's uh, birthday the day wow. that she could see me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is seriously perfect. And I saw her and then I saw, um, I saw an angel channel and I saw a medium. These are the three people I saw very quickly with all within two months of each other. They all gave me something totally different. But the one thing they said to all of, uh, each of them said to me was your like you have it, you're psychic. You are, you, there's nothing you can't do. You, you just have to see that. Like, can you not see it? You, they just kept saying that to me. And I was like, well, yeah. And they would start saying things like, do you see things? And I'm like, yeah, but doesn't everybody. And, and I slowly started to realize that the things that I was seeing and hearing and experiencing, not everybody did. And I had started to realize this about probably about four years before Mike had passed, maybe five. I've, when I was talking to my cousin on the phone one day and I was like, everything I've ever experienced drastically in my life from cancer, my parents divorcing, had a bad accident, my first child being born, I had seen, I had been shown it as a child. And I said that to her, I was like, does everybody see their life before it happens? And she was like, no. So that was kind of in the back of my head, but I got caught up. I had three small kids. I was a single mom. I was young. Mm -hmm. I was trying to you know, work my business. So I didn't really think about that. But after Mike passed, I really got into it. And I, I went on this journey and there were times I, I left my job shortly after that. And there were times when I first started my business, I, I, I actually got fired from my job and I was like, I'm not going back, not ever going back to, I got a lot of job offers as soon as people realized I was available. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. And for the first year of my business, I was like, I'm starting my business. And, and I knew what I was doing a little bit. 
I would, it was a struggle because my guides kept saying, you have to be psychic. You have to show up as a psychic. Your purpose is to make psychic normal. It's to make psychic normal. Like people need to understand this. And I was like, no, you don't get that. Like, I'm not psychic. I'm not doing this. And we had a battle. And when I finally like let go of it, I spent a good year, year and a half just practicing my psychic abilities. I'm talking eight hours a day. I would practice my psychic abilities. And there's times I would bring the kids to school, come home, sit in my sacred area, and I would do journey after journey, after reading, after connecting with guides, learning everything I've ever learned in the psychic world or spiritual world, I was taught through my guides. I was never taught through anybody else. And I've had teachers come forward, and anytime they would teach me something, my guides had already showed me it. I just didn't have a name for it. Like, I remember this one woman one time, she was like, I'm going to teach you how to do shamanic journeys. I was like, okay. And she started to sh- tell me what they were consistent of. I was like, oh, I do that all the time. What do you call them? And she's wow. like, they're called shamanic journeys. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. So I really did. I spent so much time. And, and when I teach people about psychic stuff, it's one of the things I think that frustrates them is the level that you do have to practice. It's like, if you were going to run a marathon, I know at one point, Kelly, you were, you were training for your 5k, which mm-hmm. hats off to you. Every time you posted, I was like, girl, more power to you, not me. <laughs> but you, you got to practice, right? You got to show up every day. And if you miss like a full week or a week and a half or two weeks, you're like, I got to get back into it. And, it, and it's, it's challenging And psychic abilities is like a muscle. You don't forget how to do it, but you've got to build that muscle. Um, and so, and during that time, I also really had to redefine how I was doing business, um, as I was learning and connecting with guides and really connecting to myself and healing. I had to do a lot of healing, lots and lots of healing. Um, I really started to redefine how I do business and how I was going to show up and, and it was an amazing journey. It was challenging. You know, somebody recently asked me, you know, if you could go back would you go back and erase the things that you had to struggle with? And my answer would be no, it would be no, because I feel like everything that I struggled with financially owning that I was a psychic, learning how to redefine business brought me to where I am today. And I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have those struggles. And I know I had those struggles in order to be able to help the people that I do and relate to people the way that I'm able to relate to them right now, because I experienced that. I experienced financial ruin. I experienced having to come out of the psychic closet when I didn't say I was psychic for 32 years. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm psychic. Um, And that was very hard. And then even redefining the way, you know, that I do business and working in that very analytical masculine way to really working in this heart centered, soul connected, impact purpose led way. Wow. Holy moly. So that's that in a nutshell. It's super quick, but. <laughs> Holy shit. Thank you so much for sharing. You're so welcome. Oh my God. So when you said it, it consists of a lot of healing, did it have to do with like everything? Cause I forget you had cancer. Like you say it's so matter of fact, like, Oh, I had cancer. Yeah. Like, uh, I forget you. So when you were experiencing all the traumas and things you've experienced throughout your life, like how did you get through it? Was it just like, I have to do what I have to do? It was. And that has always been my mentality. Like my mom will always joke, like, if you want Carrie to do something, tell her she can't do it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's like how my parents got me to do anything because they'd be like, <laughs> good luck with that. And I'd be like, oh, challenge accepted. And I wow. would do it. So it is really part of who I am. Like if it, I really do step up to the plate when some, when I'm challenged with something and I had cancer and a lot of these things that were very devastating to my life and really shifted my life were things before I got on my spiritual journey. But Mm -hmm. looking back at it, there were so many things that I did intuitively that I didn't necessarily know to do and nobody told me to do them, but I did them because I felt it. Like I intuitively knew. So when I got cancer and, and a lot of people don't like to hear this, but you know, I was diagnosed with cancer and the doctor said to me that there was no medical reason why I should have it, which for a lot of people there wasn't, but there's no family history of it. Mm -hmm. And I knew that it had to do with how I was showing up and living my life and the level of connection I felt in my life and how miserable I was at the time. And I took full responsibility for that. And I said, I have to change something because I'm making myself sick. Like I caused this. And so I really took a step back and said, what needs to change? Like, what am I so 
uh, like, what am I so miserable with? What am I so upset with? What? And from the outside, like I had everything, I had everything, but that doesn't mean anything. And I really did a lot of internal soul searching through all of these experiences. Um, I had a terrible, uh, horseback riding accident once and I almost died in that. I was like, well, what am I, what am I not seeing? What am I not living my life fullest? And it really made me think that like anything that I was like, I'll do later or like not at this time. I just did it. I was like, Nope. You know, like, so I really made changes whenever I experienced something big or drastic, I made changes. I wasn't going to go back to what was happening. And so I, I made commitments and I made changes and I never looked back. Even when I like, I went through so much financial struggle when I first started my business. So a single mom had tons of bills and I was coming out of, um, having a very, very stable, secure corporate job where I made a ton of money in. And I made that commitment. I was never going to work for somebody else again. And I never looked back, even when it got so hard, so hard. And there were times that I was like, do I stop? Do I stop? But I just kept following that pull with inside of my soul that I knew I needed to. And I had to do the healing work along the way, like digging into me, connecting with me, what's holding me back. Why are these fears coming up? What are they linked to? You know, what are, had to remove a lot of outside distractions. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the time we don't want to face ourselves. I can remember one of the hardest things in my life was absolutely Mike passing, Mike dying. But what was equally as hard was being alone and Mm -hmm. not alone in the sense that like, I'm just here in my office by myself type of thing. I was alone in the sense that I had to listen to myself. I had to feel what I was feeling. I had to acknowledge truths that were inside of me. And some of those were scary and some of those were uncomfortable. You know, some of those were very dark because I was in a place that was very dark, very, very dark. And, but if I didn't go in and hear and listen and experience and feel that sadness and feel that weight, then what we do is we just push it down. We don't actually allow ourselves to feel it and to experience it. And we have to in order to release it. And that's the hardest thing that I see a lot of people do is they avoid looking within. And it was hard for, for months. I didn't even want, I couldn't, I would walk around Target. Not, I walk around Target now too, but back then I would walk around Target for four hours at a time because I didn't want to come home and sit with my thoughts. So if I was in Target, I could just look at things. I could drink a Starbucks. And I, I could walk out after being in Target for three or four hours with like two items. It's not like I was like, you know, filling carts, but it was a distraction. It was a simple distraction by watching other people, looking at stuff, just watching my feet move. I didn't have to listen to what was going on within. So during that journey, I had to. I had to finally just stop and say, what am I using as a distraction and get rid of it? What am I using as a distraction and stop? I stopped reading. I stopped listening to music at times. I stopped watching TV. I stopped drinking. I stopped doing all of those things during, and not that I don't read or listen to music now, but I had to for a period of time because I would use music as a distraction and it would also get me sad. I would use books as a distraction. They would get me sad. And so I had to listen to me and really connect with who I was to, in order for me to be able to move forward and clear a lot of the things that were heavy, very heavy. Wow. So it really, it sounds like what you experienced a couple years ago is literally what the global, how, what we're all experiencing right now. It is. It is so connected. And I absolutely like what is going on right now for lack of a better word, it's a purge. It Mm. is a purge of energy, of low vibrational energy that exists within inside all of us, myself included, and the entire world. And that's what happens. We come to a point where we can't go forward without looking within and clearing the stuff that isn't in alignment. Mm. So we are doing a mass purging. We are doing a mass clearing of the low vibrational energies, which have been building and building and building. And you can see it in the way that, you know, some of the governments are run. You can see it in the way of how some people treat other people or, you know, how some big businesses do business. You can Mm -hmm. see this um, selfish, ego-driven, um, wealth focused energy. And it's not that money's bad. Money is not bad. I make a lot of money in my business, mm-hmm. but it's that focus and that drive and that connection and that need and that lack and the greed energy that has been building around all of us. All of us at some level have been a part of it. And so the world is doing a massive purging, 
a massive project. Wow. And it's forcing us to go within. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we're all, well, a lot of us are quarantined at this time. So it's a lot of like, we can't just go walk around Target for four hours and drink Starbucks. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be home. We're supposed to be quiet. We're supposed to be connecting with ourselves. And the world has done an amazing job of removing so many outside distractions that the only thing you can do is focus on you and your immediate family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, 100%. And for the people that are like, losing their minds and they're like, you know, I'm a teacher now. I'm, you know, my spouse is driving me crazy. I'm with my biggest trigger ever, which is my mom right now or whatever. The people that it's so much noise in their home right now, whether they're dealing with abuse or whatever, when they're hearing, like, what advice do you have for them that may be feeling like chaos right now? Yeah. So one of the things that has always helped me, because you're right, because, you know, as much as I don't watch the news, I'm very aware of a lot of things that are going on. And, and I know that, you know, even the domestic violence rate has skyrocketed because of this. Yeah. So there are some people who are in very challenging situations right now. And there, uh, there are things that people can do. So for one, you know, one of the things that I had to accept, we have to come to acceptance. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when Mike passed, I had to accept that he wasn't coming back, no matter how much I wanted him to, my life was never going back to what I, what I thought it was going to be and what it was. There, w- there was a change. I had to accept that. And I resisted it for so long. And I thought, and not that like, I thought he was going to come back to life, but I didn't want to even allow myself to acknowledge that this was how things had to be and I had to accept it. So we have to look around our life and say, okay, I'm stuck in a house with somebody I don't like, somebody who's triggering me. I'm stuck in a house being a stay-at-home mom or being, you know, now I'm, I'm a teacher mm-hmm. and this isn't what I wanted to do. But this is what the universe never puts us into situations that for one, we can't handle. And for two, we're not supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. So everything that we experience some level or another, another is meant to teach us, is meant to help us to heal and ultimately help us to grow. Mm. So we can stop searching and, and we, everybody has the ability to control their own mind. It's just a matter of discipline and a matter of like will and determination. So if we can switch that energy from, oh my gosh, I'm stuck in this, I'm forced to do it to I'm presented with an opportunity to grow and to heal and to move on. And one of the things that I always look at is, you know, there's always so many things I want to do. There's so many, there's always so many things I want to create and so many ways I would love to enhance my life. And I know that the only way to create things and to grow things and enhance my life is if I do the inner work, we can't create something, we can't create a change in our future if we continue to do the same things we're doing. So Mm -hmm. something has to switch. Mm -hmm. So when the universe puts us in a challenging situation, it's an opportunity to say, okay, what am I going to learn from this? What do I need to heal? What do I need to acknowledge? And the first step is to accept, accept that you're there, accept that this is the way it is and start to switch your mindset. So instead of feeling like even just saying little words, like instead of, um, I have to teach my children, I get to teach my children. And even if like, I, I, my kids are a little bit older, so I don't have to actually teach them. But I remember like trying to help my kids like fifth grade math. I'm like, how come I can't do fifth grade math? You know? I hear you. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even know how to, I took AP Calc, but I can't do fifth grade math. <laughs> and so one of the things that I would suggest is that the universe isn't asking you to be a stay at home mom, a school teacher. The universe isn't asking you to be the perfect wife. The universe isn't asking you to cook home cook meals every day. The universe is asking you to stop and take a break. Mm. Let go of all of the expectations that we have, all of the challenges that we've been facing. So if your kid does not do their homework and you don't teach them what their teacher asks you to teach them, who cares? The world is not going to stop. They're not asking us to continue with the same life we were living, just now all cooped up inside. Mm -hmm. So what can you do to change what, what was going on. So instead of teaching your children fifth grade math or whatever it is that they're, you know, geometry or any other crazy thing that they won't actually use in the real world, mm-hmm. teach them other things, teach them, you know, respect, teach them how to connect to themselves, teach them how to connect with nature, teach them how to have fun, teach them how to make themselves happy, 
teach them whatever it is that you feel pulled to teach instead of trying to live up to the expectations that you've been holding for yourself over and over and over again. And that's really what it is. We have these expectations that I've got to be the perfect mom. I've got to be the perfect business owner. I've got to be the perfect wife and just be you and focus more on you. And I know that people have kids and responsibilities, but there's an element that we miss because we're constantly projecting outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. We need to come back within and really focus on what changes do I need to make? Because the universe is offering you places that you can make these changes. So you might decide, you know what? This isn't the marriage I want to be in. Now that doesn't mean to go cause a fight and say, I want to have a divorce right now, but take the time to start planning. Like, what do I want my marriage to be like? Maybe it's just that you need this marriage to change. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's that you're done with the marriage. Maybe it's that, you know, for me, one of the biggest things that I realized is that I need to hire somebody to drive my children around because mm. I spent so much time driving and I was like, done, hired, like <laughs> check, what else? You know, nice. so like, what do you need to change with inside your life? Because now's the time to do it. And once you start getting those realizations and they'll come like, as one realization comes, dig into it and say, okay. So one of the things that I totally missed with inside my family was we used to have family dinners all the time, but we got so crazy busy with me running a business, my oldest at college, you know, my son doing his thing, my daughter, um, a competitive gymnast, and now we eat dinner together every night. And I was like, I don't want to lose this. So I, my goal is to find a way to work these family dinners back into our life, the, the new life that we are creating as we move forward. And that's what everyone should be looking at is the old life you were living doesn't exist. Now we can pull parts of that, but it wasn't working or the world wouldn't have shut down. Mm -hmm. So whatever we were doing before wasn't working. So now it's time for us to decide what does that new way of living look like? What does that new relationship look like? What does that now new business look like? What does the new connection with myself look like? What do I look like? What do I want to do with my children and start to make those changes and look at it as an opportunity to create a future that you're incredibly excited about, especially if you're living your life and you're looking around and you're thinking, this isn't what I want, mm -hmm. you know, on any level, like I can look around my life and find things that I want to change. And I can look around my life and say, I love this. I want more of this. How can I get more? Mm -hmm. And that's really the opportunity that the universe is offering us is mm -hmm. to make those changes and to acknowledge them, because so often we'll say, I know this needs to change. I know this needs to change. I know this needs to change, but I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And later is right now. Mm -hmm. And that's why the universe is giving us this opportunity. Oh, so powerful. And it, I, I resonate with this so much. And what was the divine guidance that kept coming through to me for like literally the past six months is this whole idea of just be be, yes. you know, be present, be in the moment, moment by moment, be, be. And I just kept hearing it over and over and over. And I know in our session, I was telling you that I'm like, I thought I was being, you know, I'm meditating, I'm journaling, I'm connecting with nature, but I recognized that I was forcing the being. I was right. literally, it, it was, it was so funny that I was meditating, but with the intention of, let me get some creativity. Let me feel inspired. Let me get a message for the collective. Let me show up, you know, and a lot of, there's so much freaking pressure externally and so much like pollution of, you know, now's the time to show up. Now's the time to write that book. Now's the time right. to do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, I try not to let that affect me, but I, I felt like I was being affected because I'm like, oh my God, I'm a light worker. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm meant to share my light, but I felt so disconnected. So I'm like, let me, let me force my being so that I can feel connected, which then got me more disconnected, which is funny since our session. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of healing, like what you're recommending. Yeah. And yesterday I felt like I fully just be. I had an unintentional day off. It was amazing. And today, Carrie, like I got excited to wake up. I haven't been excited to wake up in a long time. Yeah. And like, I have so many things I want to do today for personal and business that I'm like, Oh my God, this feels amazing. And it literally was me just surrendering. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like people get very confused about when you say like, just be and connect with yourself. People will like do a meditation or Mm -hmm. They have all these expectations of what it looks like and what they should be. Mm -hmm. And your expectations are coming from your logical mind, which is ultimately so much of it is ego-based and it's yep. societal impact. Mm -hmm. And it's what you've read or what you've learned or who you think you are, where when we just be, 
we connect with our heart space mm-hmm. and we feel it. You feel it. You, you don't know who you are. You feel who you are first. You feel mm-hmm. that connection. And, and I see that a lot of people are pushing and, it, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because this is a, this is a, an awakening. This is a purging. This is a shift of a dimensions, shift of consciousness that everyone is experiencing in their own level. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I saw when this happened was that a ton of light workers were like, this is my time to shine. This is me. This is, and it's not, the universe isn't like, okay, light workers, you shine and everybody else, you figure out your own way. <laughs> this is, we're all a collective. So this is everybody, including light workers. Mm-hmm. Understand who you are. Yep. Go in. Go. Go. Go quiet. The the. It's funny because it's like the universe is asking us to go quiet, but so many people have gotten noisier and noisier and noisier, and that's what it is. It's noise. Mm-hmm. It's not connection, mm-hmm. and that's what we're looking for is that true connection to yourself, to to um, your heart. And what's really interesting, I don't talk a lot about the virus, the coronavirus that's going around, mm-hmm. but one of the the shifts in energy is that it is an incredibly powerful heart space energy that we're moving into. So we're moving into more connection to ourself, which is through Mm -hmm. heart space, Mm -hmm. more connection with other people, which is heart space. And if you look at the energy around the coronavirus, it is a heart space virus. It is lungs. It's heart space. It is on the chest. A lot of people have been having um, blood clots as well. It's heart space. This is all heart space stuff. So even the world, the universe is showing you, like we we are doing a purging to open up heart spaces and connect with the heart space. And we're all moving to a different level. The people who are moving forward are moving to a different level. So if if the universe is, is showing you that this is a heart space thing, this is a deeper connection to that heart space, why are we projecting out still? Why are we still trying to, to have, have all this logical, ex, um, you know, our expectations and I should do this and I should do that. And how can I make this better? And how can I force this? Mm-hmm. None of those are heart space energy. So if we lean into heart space energy, it's allowing, it's mm-hmm. accepting, mm-hmm. it's loving, it's nurturing, it's releasing any type of judgment. And judgment is something even as simple as I should. Mm -hmm. I need to, it's those type of stuff. So we're releasing all of that. And, but we're also healing what comes up. So a ton of stuff from the past comes up, a ton of inner judgment comes up because I'm like you, I'm not immune to this stuff. So there are times that my guides are like, you know, spend time with just you and I'll get up in the morning. I'm like, okay, what can I do for my business? And what should I be doing? And I'm like, okay, yeah, just me. Mm-hmm. But then my, my drive will kick in and I'm like, but shouldn't I? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay. And you like take, you know, two steps forward and four steps back to reconnect with you. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem is, is that people see an opportunity, which there is, there is an amazing opportunity to help others to heal and to rise up and to lift. But we can't do that if we don't help ourselves first. And I don't care what level you're at. I don't care how experienced you are. I don't care what great healer or psychic you are. The universe is giving us an opportunity to heal and Mm -hmm. to connect. The reason the universe gives us these opportunities to heal and connect is because something big is going to happen. And anybody who takes advantage of the healing and the connecting is going to be ready for that next stage. Mm -hmm. The universe isn't asking us to, you know, to be crazy and be out there and be vocal and be, and be noisy at this time because there's prep work we all have to do. Now that doesn't mean to totally shut down your business, Mm -hmm. but it means that your priority should be you and the business and the other things should come second. Even as a mom, your Mm -hmm. priority is you and everything else comes second. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear that, but I'm a mom as well. I have full responsibility of my children, of my house, of my company. It's just me. And if I don't put myself first, I can't show up for my kids. I can't mm-hmm. show up for my clients. I can't show up for my business growth. I can't show up to like do the things that need to be done around the house. I have to do me first. Mm-hmm. Then we can lead. Then we can hold that light for other people. Mm-hmm. Then we can, we can do what we're meant to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That resonates so much. Yesterday, I was in a group healing and I received a message of, the the striving, the pushing, the forcing, the go, go, go is like no longer like it's the old paradigm. Like we're not going backwards, you know, 
And that was music to my ears because I, I, it's weird. I, I try to force things, but I never actually do because I yeah. don't being forced or pushed, but it, it, it's such a finding that balance. So I hear you when you say, you know, we're really being called to heart space and to being and connection. And it's like, for those that are listening to you and they're like, but what does that mean? Like, how do I connect with my heart space? Can you give us some guidance on that? Yeah. So oftentimes we will, first thing you got to do is eliminate distractions and distractions can be anything like your children can be a distraction. Your, you know, music you're listening to is a distraction. I want you to think about it for a second. If you're listening to a sad song, what does it make you do? It makes you sad. Yes. Listening to an empowered song, you get super empowered. But a lot of it is outside of ourselves. We start thinking about other things that we're going to do. If it's a sad song, we might think about situations in our life that were sad. Mm -hmm. So it pulls you away from your heart space to connect with you because the the purpose of the heart space connection is to connect with you. So Mm -hmm. we have to eliminate distractions. And, And when I first started doing this, my children were younger and we set rules and boundaries which are so important for, for adults. Cause I know everybody's stuck at home with their kids. Mm-hmm. So what I first started doing was I had a chair that I would sit in. It was in my sacred area and the kids could come into the sacred area, but there was no reason for them to, but they did. So we made a rule that if mommy was sitting in this one specific chair, it was the only chair in the house that I sat in that they could not speak to me when I was in this chair, unless somebody was dying like blood gushing. (laughs) Nobody else could stop it. Like if you are absolutely dying, then you can come speak to me. Otherwise you will survive for the 20 minutes, 40 minutes hour that I'm in there. And I wouldn't do it any longer than an hour. Mm -hmm. And we may, and I'd have to remind them. And I would just patiently remind them because they're children. They don't remind. And I'd say, like mommy's in the chair to the point that even now, if I'm sitting in that chair, cause I'm like thinking about something journaling, my kids will come walking in. And the minute they see me, they're like, Oops. And they start walking backward out of the room. So we've got to set boundaries of things that we need with Mm. your spouse, with your children, even with yourself. So if you're going to sit to connect with yourself, shut everything else off, Mm -hmm. shut all your social media, your, you know, put your phone outside of the room, whatever it is, stop reading other things and really sit and just connect with your heart space in the sense that you can put your hands on your heart close your eyes and just begin to feel to that heart space. Um, One of the things that I've seen is that a lot of people are, their heart spaces are very closed and very guarded. So you can do some journaling about how you feel. But one of the most powerful things that I know I experienced personally and, and everybody I've ever told to do it is just start saying things like, I love you, Carrie. Like don't, not everybody say Carrie, but you would say, I love you, Kelly. (laughs) And really connecting that because it is, it causes a shift with inside of our own being of hearing ourselves say that we love ourselves, and it begins to open things up for us. So sitting, connecting with that energy of love. And you can do that by thinking of something that you really, really love. Like maybe it's not yourself, maybe it's your children, or maybe you really love like a meal, or maybe you really love you like your dog or whatever. Maybe it's even a material thing. Think about that love connection and how that feels. Bring that feeling in to you and focus that feeling on you and just listen. And what oftentimes happens when you're just sitting and listening is that for the first 10, 15, sometimes people, they never get past this phase is that their minds start racing, 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 and you can acknowledge it. But one of the things I have my clients do is to bring it back down into your heart space. We can't be in two places at once. Our focus can't be. So if we put our focus on our heart space and I always put my hands there because your focus will go to where your hands are touching. That's where Mm -hmm. your awareness goes. So it'll come out of your head and and tap into your heart space. You can also, and this sounds so silly, but it does work. You can tell your mind to shut off. Mm -hmm. Literally say, I'm asking my intellectual mind to surrender to this process and shut off. And you might have to say it a couple of times, but the more that you do it, the, the more you, the easier your mind will respond to it Mm -hmm. and just lean into you and just feel. And what happens is, is that it's very uncomfortable. So we're very guarded to start. But once you become more comfortable with yourself, you start, um, like, um, ideas will pop up. Mm-hmm. Notions will pop up. Fears will pop up. Worries will pop up. These are all important. You can acknowledge them. Some of them you might have to look into, but just allowing yourself to focus on you. You can also, another technique is that you can really focus on your breath and you can breathe in 
really deep and just calm and just focus on breath. And as you breathe out, push the energy actually out through your heart space. And this will begin oh. to open the heart space up because you're pushing energy out through it. We're also releasing through our heart space. And a lot of times we don't, we put up a protective energy. So we pull energy in constantly through our heart space because we're protecting and we don't push out and we want to be pushing out through our heart space. Wow. So you breathe in. And then when you breathe out, you see the breath release through your heart space. And you want to see it almost like a flower, like opening up. Oh, I love that. So there's a lot of different meditations you can do to connect to your heart space and connect to that love energy, that heart space energy. You can simply um, focus on a rose mm -hmm. and just connect with the energy of a rose. Like literally, whether it's a picture of a rose, you have a real rose, just set a timer, 15 minutes, but you know, you can put no word music on. So just instrumental music if you want. I don't, but, and just focus on the rose and just feel the energy connecting to your heart space, connecting to the rose, just keep making those associations. So um, another powerful thing is just telling yourself you forgive you because we mm -hmm. hold ourselves to so many high standards. So you can do the whole, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgive you. I love you. That type of thing over and over mm -hmm. and over again, connecting with yourself and your heart space. Oh, so powerful. Yes. Totally resonates. I feel like you're giving great great examples and everything. And I just can hear like someone, okay, but I don't want to miss out on the opportunity. Yeah. Like I need to show up. I need to put myself out there. And I would love for you to just give all these people that are worrying about that, just permission to just let go. It's funny because actually yesterday I had two of my clients reach out to me and be like, I feel like I'm missing out. And, and one of them um, was in one of my private channeling sessions. And I said to her, I am giving you permission. Your guides are saying, stop. Just mm -hmm. stop and spend the next week connecting to you. That's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And she was funny. She wrote back, Carrie gave me permission, so I'm doing it. You know, but it's so true. Like you're not, you can't miss anything meant for you. You can't. Mm -hmm. And people should be focused on them. And if they're not doing that inner work, then anything that you're going to bring to them, they won't be able to take anyway. They won't be able to body it. They won't be able to learn from it because they're not connecting with themselves. Mm. So you're not going to miss out on anything. And I promise you, what I see happen is that when people don't respond to what the universe tells us to do, we actually create more challenge and struggle for ourselves later. And we will, we slow ourselves down where if the universe is like, take a break and relax. If you do that, you actually get to move forward a lot faster when it's time. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I was on my way to the, the store because, um, you know, a little personal information or a side note, um, we can't get our nails done, you know, yeah. like it's, we can't get our nails done now. <laughs> so my daughter needed to get new nails. She needed to take her, her yucky nails off and put fake ones on. So we were driving to the store one morning very early and I was having a conversation with my guides and my guide said, we have been prepping you for months. And they didn't just mean me. They meant we were talking universally. And I was like, how so? And they mm -hmm. said, what we focused on in the fall, that this past in 2018 and the winter was all so much heart space healing, so much heart space healing. So many of my weekly channel messages were about heart space. We did so much interconnection with groups and, and even with inside private clients. And they said, the reason we were healing heart space up is because we were leaning into this. We are moving into to a new paradigm where heart space is what is going to lead us. Mm -hmm. So when we follow what the universe asks us to do, it preps us for what we're moving into. We as humans just think we know best mm -hmm. and we think we have it all planned and all these expectations or what it is that we desire gets in the way of us listening to what the universe is asking us to do and how it's prepping us mm -hmm. for the perfect situation. It's so true. And I have to say, like, I am so grateful for the work we have done together and all everything you offer on social media and just the healing work that I've done, because emotionally I feel so solid. I'm like, damn girl, like I'm brushing my shoulders off. Like I'm celebrating myself because, um, I'm not feeling scarcity. I'm not feeling lack. I'm not feeling any of that. What I was feeling was I definitely feel the universal, like i other people's emotions amplified. So I had to keep that in check, but also I was feeling that disconnect from my business, which we talked about. Yeah. So I was trying to be, but I was like forcing the being. And I recognize for me, it's like, I'm trying to, I, I, I need to find more joy. Like what lights mm -hmm. me up? Because I look back at my Facebook memories and I, I, and I'm like, wow, I, I felt so happy in those moments. And I'm like, how, 
I need that back in my life. And I feel like that's heart-centered as well, right? Getting into that childhood of ourselves and joy. Yeah, it totally is heart-centered. Like joy, fun, happiness. It's all, we can only find that within inside of ourselves. And so much of us found it in outside things. Shopping, like I can't tell you the last time I shopped for clothes. Mm-hmm, okay? mm-hmm. Because I normally go to the store, I like to see it and I put it on. So, but even like getting our nails done, getting our hair done, meeting with friends, you know, going to the movies, going to dinner, that's all fun stuff. That's where we got our happiness from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We can't do that. Now, mind you, I do know there's people that are still doing this, people that are shopping, whatever, they're trying to fill that happiness. But the universe literally said, I'm going to take away all the external triggers that made you happy mm-hmm. so you can find happiness within you because that's really the place that we have to find it. It's really the biggest thing. I learned this um, when Mike died. So much of my happiness was because of our life together, what we were creating, and because of him. And when he passed, I realized like he took my happiness with him. And I made this vow to myself that I was never going to let any person or material thing create that happiness for me. And that's what the universe has done for us in a, in a more subtle way. Mm-hmm. He didn't kill people that we love. Some people are, actually they are. But they gave us an opportunity to say, okay, let's remove all external stuff or a lot of external stuff for people. The only place you can find happiness and joy is within you. Mm. How are you going to create that for you? How are you going to do that? And we have this added struggle in the sense that you're right. You said, especially as an empath, there is a lot of heavy energy around. Mm -hmm. There is. It is overwhelmingly heavy. There's a lot of sad things in the news and on Facebook. There's a lot of fear-based energy, a lot of frustration energy, a lot of anger, a lot of confusion but it's our job to push through that and push away from that and disconnect with it and come back to us. If we can come back to heart space energy, then we're not, fear can't live where love does. Love is so powerful that this fear and this anger cannot stay in the same place. So this is one way that we can help to remove those attachments that we're feeling from the outside energy and and the world energy is by coming inside and connect with ourselves, we not only find this freedom or this uh, this freeing feeling from that heavy weight, but we also tap into that joy. We tap into that happiness. We tap into that truth of who we are, which has to be found within. Then it can be expressed in the physical world, but it must be found within. Everybody's, you know, one of the sayings that I love, and I heard it recently, is that money follows joy, which means you have to find joy first then you can find money. And that's true for everything. Everything follows joy. So you find that joy energy, you can create a, you can get the relationship you want. You can have the money you want. You can have the business you want. You can have the connections, the life, the travel, whatever it is, any material things. You got to find the joy first. Mm -hmm. Have to find it. Oh, yes. And I know we're saying it so matter of fact, like it's so easy. And I, yeah, it's not, yeah, because it's literally, yes. you're being earthquaked. Your entire, yes. your entire, well, not everyone, but your, your world is being earthquaked. And it's like, everyone is kind of being forced into a spiritual awakening, which is great, but that can look like despair. That can look like so many emotions and very, like your securities ripped from you. And it's a process. And that's what I want to highlight. Just yesterday, I was talking to a client and I'm like, you are literally in the healing Olympics. Like we are healing on steroids and healing. I always say is not always so sexy. You know, we have to dig into the shadows and the wounded inner child and the things that come up, but that there's light at the end of the tunnel, right? Like that there's, there's highs and lows and it's all part of the process, but if they commit to it and they do a lot of the great, um, advice that you gave, like eliminate distractions, take time to look within and those simple yet powerful practices you shared, they will get there, right? Like not that get there. That sounds so like masculine, but you know what I mean? Like we'll get to that point of that connection, that love within them. So I'm saying that, but I would also love for you to reinforce that. Yeah. So like along the lines of what you said, you said that you've been really proud of yourself, which totally great. You know, I know we had a session and, and, and I've told you multiple times, like you've grown so much since I first met you years ago. So this experience hasn't been as challenging for you. Like you still have your challenges just like everybody else, Mm -hmm. but the people who've been doing their work consistently, and it's been years, like Mm -hmm. years of work, years, it isn't as 
powerful as the people who are just stepping into this, who are being asked to step way outside their comfort zone, take a new way, look at life to really stop the old ways and change it. It is going to be hard. It is. There is no way about it. I know like it was so bad. And, and I do equate this to like when, when my fiance passed, because that was the most challenging healing time for me. It took me years, years, mm-hmm. even like, you know, I still healed something. Um, his birthday was recently and I still healed something around his birthday. Like that's mm-hmm. how long it can take, but it doesn't mean you don't grow in between that time. And it can feel like the most uncomfortable time of your life. It can feel like literally, I always equate it to, um, you know, those snow globes, like around the holidays mm-hmm. where you like literally tip it upside down and all the snow is just everywhere. It just mm-hmm. imagine if like the pieces inside the snow globe weren't, weren't glued down and we tip it upside down and literally your entire world is shaken up. We are mm-hmm. living in the middle of a snow globe. Mm-hmm. So we have to find our footing. We have to find our grounding. You've got to get support. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like listening to your podcast every week that grounds somebody Give them that support. Maybe you have a friend, you join a group, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you have to have support. You can't do this alone. Mm-hmm. I tried for a long time. I couldn't. I needed to get help in the sense of like, have somebody I could talk to, mm-hmm. have, have people that I could be like, I'm having a bad day. Like it does take time and you can't rush it. And some days might be worse than others. And some days you might feel amazing. And then mm-hmm. two days later, you're like, I thought I was so good. Mm-hmm. I always look at healing as, a, as an onion. Like there's yep. a link. Of it and it, we're, we're moving into a new place a new way of being so we're not just asking you to heal like your fear of showing up we're not asking you to heal you know your fear around money we're asking you to step into a higher frequency of living mm-hmm. and what does that higher frequency look like to you and and it's really what feels good to you genuinely feels good not ego driven power tripping feels good but really feels good at your heart and your soul do more of that. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody can judge what that is for anybody. It's going to be different for everybody, but do more of that. What feels good in you? Mm-hmm. What sounds good to you? It can be, you know, people you connect with, things that you do, parts of your business, things you watch, things you listen to. You know, as I've gone through my spiritual journey, there's people I don't talk to anymore. Mm-hmm. There is music I don't listen to. There's books I just don't read. There's things I just don't watch because it doesn't feel good to do it. It just doesn't align with me. And that's okay. That's okay. Because we're moving, we're evolving, we're growing, we're lightening. Mm-hmm. So as we raise our vibration, our vibration gets higher and lighter. So we become more of these light beings, which we all have the ability to do when we all are in our own way. And you really want that light to shine. And mm-hmm. when your light shines, I don't care how you're showing up for somebody else. I don't care what you're teaching. You are impacting somebody else. And that's the thing. People want to help other people. Just Mm -hmm. shine your own light. Mm -hmm. Do your healing work and it will impact everybody around you. Everybody can see that light when you begin to shine. Yeah. And what it feels like, it's like authenticity is what's leading the way. And if you're not authentic, it's like going to fall apart. Does that... That yeah. resonate with the energy? Yeah, because we're raising our vibration, which is like authentic, authenticity, integrity, respect, love, acceptance. All this energy is associated with raising our vibration. And that's universally, like collectively what we're doing. We're raising vibration. Mm. So that makes you much more powerful and that comes out more powerful. So if you're, if you're focused on like those ego driven stuff, such as like greed or just status or mm-hmm. taking advantage of people, um, any of that kind of stuff is going to create more drama and struggle and challenge with inside of your life. Where if you lean into that authenticity, that heart centered, and, and this was the biggest question that people have been asking me is okay, but I want to make money in my business in heart space, love space. That seems weak. It seems mm-hmm. like now all of a sudden I'm not going to be successful because I'm going to be more accepting of people and more understanding. <laughs> and that couldn't be farther from the truth because when you lean into that, it brings more of that into your life. Well, what is it that you are excited to create? What you become an amazing creator of what you desire. And when the universe supports something, the universe rewards it. You, mm-hmm. you basically work in, in you know, teamwork with the universe that it delivers all the things that are going to support you to continue to share your message, to continue to impact other people, to continue to raise other people up. Yes, queen. Yes. Oh my God. I love you, Carrie. We can like talk forever and ever and ever. Um, 
I have one last question for you, but before sure. I do that, is there any just like final message you would like to share or anything on your heart? No pressure at all, but. So the one thing that my guides are always talking about, and I'll just reiterate it and people are going to be like, Ugh, is patience and trust. Like have patience mm. with yourself, love yourself, stop judging. Like you can't really do wrong. You just got to keep going. And, and, and same with trust. Like there's no wrong way of doing something. The only wrong way is stopping and giving up. That's mm. it. So keep doing it. You've got to trust that the universe is guiding you exactly where you're supposed to be and that it knows better than you do. And that is something that I, it ta it's taken me years to, to even be able to like, be like, yes, to own it. But the universe does know better than us. And if we mm -hmm. could follow it and follow our heart, because our heart's where our soul is, we're really, we're connected to the universe. If we could follow that, it's going to lead us exactly where we need to be. Yes. Drop the mic. Beautiful. Thank you so much so for sharing. Um, the last question is because this yes. is the Empowered You podcast. Mm -hmm. When was the last time you felt truly empowered and why? Oh my gosh. That's a really great question. I think the time that I feel really empowered is when I'm honestly, when I'm being authentically me, when I am showing up, not caring what other people say, not worried about like, does people agree with this? Um, are, are people going to get upset that I said something? Because there's times that I can say some pretty truthful things that people don't like. And so when I'm doing that and when I'm really owning who I am and not caring or not apologizing for who I am, it feels amazing because I see how it impacts other people. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is the most powerful thing is seeing the success for, um, for my clients. And you wrote an amazing testimonial for me just yesterday and reading it. I was just like, yeah, like that made me Aww. feel amazing to see the success that my clients have had and to see people truly taking what it is that we teach, like the information from your podcast, the, the stuff that we write and really doing something with it and changing their life. That is when I feel most empowered. I love that. So basically living your truth, it makes you living my truth. Yes. And, and it has that rippling effect. It's yeah. Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Uh, so Karen, where can we connect with you? Is there anything you want to offer? Like, let us know. Um, yeah, so you can connect with me through Instagram or Facebook at Carrie Cardozo. Um, my website at CarrieCardozo.com. Um, and I have a lot of free stuff. And I have a group on Facebook called um, Affluent Entrepreneur. Um, to help people with business, doing really a lot of heart-centered business stuff in there and really helping people to make that impact. So yeah, I have right. all that stuff. Awesome. I can also, if you have a way to connect, I can give people a heart-centered meditation that can help them to connect to their heart. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. And yeah. I could put it in the show notes. For Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So I will give that to people to help them to really, because I know people have a hard time really connecting to their heart and getting out of their head. So I will, um, I will provide a meditation for people to be able to do that. Oh. Carrie, you are the best. Thank you so much. You're so you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh I, my God. Watch your journey. I've been part of your journey and I'm so honored that you had me on here. Really. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? I'm honored. And you're such a plethora of knowledge. And since the beginning, I was like, oh my God, just uh, so much wisdom. Thank you so much oh for God. being so authentic so and raw fun. with us. We you're appreciate so you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, Sunshine. So there you have it. Oh, this episode was amazing. So I'm sending you all so much love, light, and positive vibes. And until next time. Okay, bye.